G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. But then there is this fourth level of creation, and it is humanity. We can grow, we can reproduce, we can move as we wish, we can also use language as well as rational thought. Mm. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In order for us to understand what the Bible says, it needs to be translated from the original Hebrew into the language that we speak. Our translations, of course, have their limitations, and we can't understand Scripture without translation, but it's not always perfect. But what if there's a word in the Hebrew that even Hebrew can't translate? We're going to learn today about an untranslatable word that is huge in its meaning. Yeah, and it almost sounds like an oxymoron. If yeah. you can't translate it, how are you supposed to understand it? And how, if you can't, if you can't understand it, how do you know it's got huge meaning? Mm. Well, have you ever wondered where we get um, the word alphabet? Do you know where the word alphabet comes from? Well, no, alpha is, is that Greek, alpha and omega? Alpha, is, alpha and omega is Greek, yep. but do you know anything about the Hebrew alphabet at all? Mm. Is it aleph? Is that aleph, the, yes. Okay, aleph yep, yep. is the very first letter of, the, of uh-huh. the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet. Bet is the second letter oh, of the right. alphabet. So when you put aleph and bet together, you get alphabet. So mm-hmm. even the word alphabet comes from, well. from um, Hebrew origins. But uh, so the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet is, as we said, Aleph. The last letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Tav, Aleph and Tav. When we would talk about our learning the alphabet, we go, oh, we're learning our ABCs. If you're Jewish and you're learning your Hebrew alphabet, you go, oh, learning the Aleph to the Tav or the Aleph Tav. So mm-hmm. that's the whole thing um, encompassed. Well, it's a quite a complex language, the Hebrew language, and most alphabets are. They've all got their uniqueness and they can be quite complex. The Hebrew alphabet, like some others, like Greek, um, each letter has a numerical value mm. and it also has a great deal of symbolic significance because if you go right back to the very beginning of the Hebrew alphabet, it was all cuneiform and symbology. So they and they over the centuries or ancient times, thousands of years, they have morphed from these symbols to the letters that are in the alphabet today. Mm. So there's a huge amount of significance in them to the point where you could literally do, you know, a month's worth of study on each particular letter of the alphabet. And it also represents an awful lot of the nature and character of God himself. So with that in mind, um, when you put together, for example, the letters Aleph and Tav, it makes a little word and that word is Et. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, in Hebrew, it basically is meaning Aleph and the Tav. Okay, that's what the rabbis believe. The rabbis believe that the word et is, I'll read to you just uh, just a, a quote from a rabbi. And he has put it this way, that et is an untranslatable word used to indicate a definite direct object is next. 
So there needs to be an et before the heavens and the earth. And we're talking about Genesis 1 once. So there's got to be an et before heavens and et before earth. And we go, well, actually, I've got a Bible. Mm. And when I've read Genesis 1 1, there's no et in That's there. Right. Have you ever seen one? It doesn't say in the beginning, et. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But surprise, surprise, in the Hebrew text, the original mm. Hebrew text, the word et is there. Oh, wow. It's just that because you couldn't translate it. Yeah. It was just omitted, and I, I don't know, maybe the English translators thought that the scribe slipped or something <laughs> and wrote a couple of letters and then moved on. Yeah. But if it's referring to an alphabet, what does that actually mean? Okay, because the, the word et is not translatable into our language at mm. all. I mean, you wouldn't put in there, oh, in the beginning, the ABCs, <laughs> to try to signify yeah, an alphabet. Right. Yeah. We wouldn't do that. Okay, so the et is designating this language all right so perhaps what we could say instead of because in in the actual hebrew it says in the beginning god created it okay so he's creating language he's creating language before he actually creates the heavens and the earth how was he was he actually going to create the heavens Mm. and the earth so that's yeah i guess a prerequisite isn't it to be able to speak you need to be able to have a language to speak precisely so to creating this language in the beginning god created it the language, the heavens, and et the earth. So it was the language that then spoke mm. and created the heavens and the earth and, and everything else in wow. creation. So that that's kind of fascinating. And it does sound a little bit bizarre, but we're going to sort of try to unpack this a little bit. Okay, God created the capacity for words and for language, and then he spoke them, and all creation came into being via his words. Mm. Okay, so which are formed with letters, obviously, and each aspect of creation was called into being with the words from God himself. We we talk about language being like this DNA of language. It kind of runs through creation. Everything God did, he did with this spoken word. We talk about the power of the spoken word all the time. Mm. Um, but God not only gave us his word in the scriptures, he also gave us his word in the flesh. And we know that was Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, Hebrews one thirteen, and it says, The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by the power by his powerful word. Mm. Okay, and so if Christ is the word made manifest, Okay, well, we're going to sort of it, – it, it, there's an awful lot in this. We're going to have to go into another program, I think. <laughs> so just keep – sort of keep that at the forefront of your mind that Jesus Christ is the word made manifest. Mm. But we're talking about an alphabet and a language here. So how does this kind of marry up? In Jewish thought, there are four levels of creation in the Genesis account. You've got inanimate matter, which is kind of like rocks and minerals and water and that kind of stuff. Then you've got vegetative matter, and this is stuff that can grow and reproduce, fruit, trees, wheat, barley, all that kind of stuff. Then you've got animal life. Okay, this is um, these are creations or creatures with willful motion, and they have a voice. But then there is this fourth level of creation, and it is humanity. We can grow, we can reproduce, we can move as we wish, we can also use language as well as rational thought. Mm. That's something that the rest of creation doesn't have. Okay, and why is that? It's because we've been created in the image and the likeness of God. 
And with that, you get this power of creative speech. Words can create. Words give us power to change things, to communicate. We can form relationships, build connections with other people. Um, that can be fleeting within, in, within the animal kingdom. But they, they can, you know, like some species will mate for life, but they don't have the same creative communication power that we yeah. do. Not only that, but we can use our, our, our words and our creativity to present new ideas and intellect and influence people. The, the, the animal kingdom doesn't have yeah. that. So interestingly enough, the Hebrew word for inanimate matter means mute or silence. Oh, right. So that's, yep. you know, and it so gives... So there's no language coming from a rock. No, no, not <laughs> at all. No, but, it, but, it, but when it means mute, it means if something's mute, you almost think it might have the capacity to speak but actually is made silent. Mm-hmm. Well, how can that be? But you kind of then sort of think, well, what about the time when Jesus was coming into the city and yeah. the Pharisees come out and they say, stop your disciples from, from singing that psalm because they knew it was messianic. And yeah. he said, well, if they don't, say anything, then the very stones are going to cry out. Yeah. Well, hang on a second. Stones yeah. <laughs> don't have a voice. Yeah. But it's kind of like this inanimate object mm. is mute. It's, it's kind, of, it's kind yeah. of curious. And there's another really amazing um, passage too in Isaiah 44, 23. But I'll just quickly read uh, Psalm 92, 12, and it says, Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Now, we know that all creation is groaning for redemption. And who knows where the plants and rocks will also burst into praise one glorious day. I mm. mean... You know, wow. that's Psalm ninety two twelve. So we know that plants don't suddenly <laughs> sprout lips and start speaking. But this is talking about a communication that they don't have, but it's mm. it's there, but it's restrained in them. Not so with us. So the A and the Z, it's kind of like a short catch all expression, as in the whole kitten caboodle. You know, from the A to the Z, yep. from. The Aleph to the Tav. Yeah. So that's it's kind of saying in the beginning, God created it, the whole kit and caboodle, and there's the heavens and there's the earth, and then he created the, the animals and the vegetation. I mean, mm. it's just amazing. But it's so much more than that. Yeah. It's so much more. Well, I guess the other one is the Alpha and the Omega. That's the, the Greek version. Yes. But, of course, we know from Scripture where Jesus is referred to the Alpha and the Omega. So next time on Foundations, we're going to continue this thought, exploring this uh, untranslatable word, but I guess look at how Jesus Christ actually comes in to the picture as well. That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.